You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM. Coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart, Tasmania. I'm your host, Tabitha Zakaria, And also today from Launceston, we have um, David Maxwell with this series, with this program series, Topic um, Amazing Love. Welcome, David. Hi, Tabitha. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, David? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very well. Okay, so, David, um, you've been sharing a bit about your experience, your past careers, um, and last week you shared about your two sisters, I believe. Yes, that's right. Um, so, did you want to share a bit more about your family? I understand you have um, other si- siblings apart from your yes. sisters. Yeah, I have five siblings in, in all, uh, and there's six of us, obviously. And I hope they're. Uh, I hope they're not listening because they might not like me talking about them. But look, they do. Depends they do what it. you say. <laughs> They've done really good things in their life, and so it's 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 a joy to uh, to share about them. This morning, I wanted to share a little bit about my brother, who okay. spent some time in the army. Mm-hmm. Now, Stephen went with the Interfet force that went to East Timor mm-hmm. in September 1999. So that was a peacekeeping force that went over there, yep. about 5,000 men and women under uh, Major General Peter Crossgrove mm-hmm. when he was the Major General in the Army <coughs> of the Defence Force, actually. And so uh, he went over there to do some peacekeeping and, it, it, you know, Keeping the peace is a really good thing to do. It's important that around the world people have the opportunity to vote freely, mm-hmm. to express their opinions, to, you know, we, we have had people, um, our previous forces that have fought and died for the freedoms that we have today. And it's important mm-hmm. to have many of those religious, political and social freedoms. Mm-hmm. So he went over there to help with that. Mm-hmm. And it was a real eye-opening experience for him. He came back a, a different man, not greatly different, but you could notice the difference in him because he said it was a very tense time when there was violence everywhere and you never knew where, uh, you know, you'd walk around a corner and there'd be somebody there with a gun. Mm. So he was always on edge and you could see yeah. it in his face. Uh, and many uh, years later, or not so many years after the event, I think it was... 2000 or 2001 they commissioned a painting uh, of him and it was in the war memorial for for a while it was a painting uh, a mural or a collage of uh, all the different aspects of this deployment and he was there at the front in his uh, in his army uh, fatigues and uh, looking very concerned and it was it was quite a shock to see uh, the look on his face, uh, so drawn and so serious, mm-hmm. when he is one of the most uh, light-hearted in our family. He's the one that is upbeat. He's the one that keeps the the the, the, the joy and the pleasantries and the lightness in our family. Mm-hmm. And it was it was uh, it was something helping the helpless. You know, going mm-hmm. going there and helping people who mm-hmm. couldn't help themselves mm-hmm. was a really good. Uh, it, I feel is a really good illustration of the sorts of things that we can do in our life. We might not go to East Timor, we not, might not, as my sisters did, um, 
uh, adopt nine boys and and bring them up and do everything that's responsible mm. for those young people uh, or for a country that can't help itself but we can always look for the helpless in our in our world today mm. and I, I love this illustration that that was something that was important for him mm. and uh, and we always looked up to him for that that he was able to go over there and uh, uh, accept the change that happened in him mm-hmm. for the serving that he did for our country mm. and so yeah it's a great thing see him now he's still he's actually studying to be a paramedic at the moment mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and he's working in the prison system while he does that uh, he's a wonderful guy a wonderful mm-hmm. guy and it's good to see that mm. people can serve like that and help those who can't help themselves indeed um thank you for sharing that beautiful story david um so i just want to remind our listeners of our studio number um, you can text in any questions or comments to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine at any time, and we'll be able to get back to you. Um, so, David, I understand this is a, in, an important event that is coming up, and it's called Prophetica. Um, can you tell us more about that event? Yes, Prophetica is a, a really uh, I- uh, engaging set of programs. So it's coming up on the thirty first of. Uh, of July, which is just a little over a week away now, mm-hmm. and it's happening in Scottsdale and Launceston, as well as a number of other places in the state. Mm-hmm. But the places where uh, I'll be presenting with uh, Gary Webster and mm-hmm. Peter Watts mm-hmm. is at the Scottsdale Library Seminar Room mm-hmm. uh, on July the 31st, 10 a.m. till 2.30 p.m., yeah. and then in Launceston Grand Chancellor Hotel Ballroom. Mm-hmm. And that'll be on July 31st as well, so a little bit later in the day, 4.30 till 9 p.m. So and there's a meal included with both of those. Oh, yeah. So who will be presenting at that one? So at that one, yeah. we'll have um, Gary Webster, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Watts, yeah. and myself. Mm-hmm. And we're presenting seven short programs but very engaging programs Mm -hmm. and they cover some amazing topics and one of them is lost civilizations reveal the future it's interesting to look back Mm -hmm. and see how these civilizations that have happened in the past that have now that have been discovered that were lost to time for some time Mm -hmm. can actually show uh, or they are a source for some of the claims that are happening for the future things that are happening right now that we see happening in the world around us. Mm-hmm. There's another one called the Prophetic Code. There's another one called the Last Empire. Now mm. We look at world empires and what's this last empire that's mm. coming? Um, health and wellness beyond corona. Mm-hmm. You know, coronavirus is a very uh, relevant and present health issue around the world, all around the world. And so we're going to look at what's health and wellness look like beyond coronavirus Mm. Uh, and also we're going to look at focus on jerusalem there's a big focus on jerusalem in the world today we're going to look at economic meltdown Mm -hmm. Um, and what what does bitcoin have to do with that who knows Um, Mm. come along and have a listen see if we cover that and then global warnings for horizons of hope now hope is an amazing thing for people to have Mm. so these are really engaging topics uh, love you to come along. Anyone is uh, welcome to come. There's a small charge for it, mm-hmm. which well and truly covers the meal and the material that you'll be receiving. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to know more, please go to prophetica.com. That's P R O 
p-h-e-t-i-c-a.com and there's a place there where you can look at a preview short video and to also book your tickets important to book your tickets because uh, seats are limited okay and what about hobart what about the people in hobart where will should we be headed to and when? yes so there's also one in Ulverston Civic Centre, Gawler Room. That's on the 1st of August. Mm-hmm. There's a Bluntstone Arena for Bella Reeve. That's the one, sorry. On the 7th of August and Hobart Function and Conference Centre. And that's on August the 8th at 4.30pm. So go on to uh, prophetica.com and you'll be able to uh, book and see all those timings there. Oh, thank you, David. It sounds very interesting. And, um, yeah, the programs that you've shared, which are going to be presented, um, are some of the topics that actually cause anxiety to people. Like, we don't, some of the things happening and we don't really understand why they're happening. So, personally, speaking for myself, I would like to get more answers. Absolutely. I urge our listeners to go to prophetica.com for more information. And um, for today's offer, we'll be giving free tickets to Prophetica. So we'll give you the offer code later on in the program. Um, So getting on to today's program, David, what are we talking about? Yeah, thanks, uh, Tabitha. Today, you know, we've been looking at God's amazing love displayed through the way he impartially helped those in his day. Uh, And today we're going to look at some of the types he called to be his followers and some other information and the topics entitled They Were Fishermen. Uh, What I'd like to do is start with a prayer and then let's uh, let's read something from uh, the Bible, the book of John, that will give us a little bit of information about what we're looking at today. So would you be happy if I prayed? Yes, please, David. Go ahead. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that we're here today and we're opening your word. Lord, please speak to us as we read it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Tabitha, would you like to read John 13, 3 to 15 for me, please? Sure. Um, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and guarded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel with which he was guarded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered um, and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part in me, with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You're not all clean. So when he had washed washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then you, Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. 
Yeah, thanks, Tabitha. This is a great story because Jesus is doing something for them when they were really self-focused at the time. And it reminds me of a story of a lady who was a Christian, mm-hmm. and she was always kind and um, long-suffering and, and patient with her husband. Her husband uh, really, really didn't like that she was a Christian and she was behaving like this. He thought it was below a person to do this. Mm-hmm. And he used to treat her really terribly, truly, like verbally abuse her and with his, his friends, uh, he would he would abuse and say, "Look, I can do all of these things, and look how she treats me. I mm-hmm. can do anything I like." But I know we're just about ready for a break, so we're going to go to a break. Yeah. And after we come back from the break, I just want to unpack this a little bit more, the story of this lady, because it's a really important story, okay. and and show how that fits in with that verse that we've read, and then also unpack those verses a little bit more too. Okay, so we're going to go f- to our first break and uh, we're going to listen th- to this song called Called Me Higher by All Sons and Daughters. I could just sit I could just sit and wait for all your goodness Hope to feel your presence And I could just stay I could just stay right where I am and hope to feel you, hope to feel something again. Mm. And I could hold on, I could hold on to who I am and never let you change me from the Save here in your arms and never leave home Never let these walls down But you have called me higher You have called me deeper And I'll go where you will lead me, Lord You have called me higher You have called me deeper And I'll go where you will lead me, Lord Will you
you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Maxwell. Um, and just before we went for a break, we talked about, uh, we, I just read a verse, Bible verse, about Jesus washing his disciples' feet. And um, I just want to pose a question to our listeners. Um, so what do you think of the event of Jesus washing his disciples' feet? Was Jesus um, doing something special when he washed the disciples' feet? Or what do you think was the, the significance of that event? Um, text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um yes, so David, what else do you have for us today? Yeah, look, I'd be really interested to see if there are any listeners who as they heard that uh that, that passage being read uh, anything jumped out for them I'd love to hear what they have to say and perhaps if someone does text in we can read their response a little bit later on uh, the example I used that sort of uh, reminds me of this kind of humility uh, was this lady who had a husband who didn't appreciate her Christian uh, character and one one night he invited his friends home. He says, "You watch." He says, "You watch. You watch what she's like." He says, "I just can't believe she can be like this, or a person can be like this." I will say anything I want, and she won't respond in a harsh way at all. So he brings his friends home for tea. They've been drinking, and he tells her to do this, and he tells her to do that. He abuses the food. He says, "Ah, oh, this is terrible food. Why would you bring us out stuff like that? Go and get me another drink." And every time he said something terrible, she would just respond nicely. She would do what he asked and came back out after. Mm-hmm. I guess it was cringeworthy for some of his friends, you know. And after they'd all gone home, mm-hmm. it, 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 it tore him apart. It tore him apart. But I don't want to finish that part of the story now. I want to mm-hmm. leave that now and come back to that part of the story. But it didn't matter what he did. Mm-hmm. She showed kindness to him, and that, that was really important. Um, and that's what Jesus is doing here when he's washing their feet. You know, I've, uh, <laughs> I've heard it said, you know, when, when people are talking about Jesus' disciples, that if we were to build a company based on the kinds of people mm-hmm. that Jesus chose, our company probably wouldn't do too well. It probably wouldn't do too well. In Matthew 13, mm-hmm. Jesus shares a parable about the kingdom of God. And, and in that parable, he, he talks about this dragnet. Uh, it's called the parable of the dragnet. And he talks about the kingdom of heaven being like uh, some fishermen, which is quite relevant because many of those who, or f- at least four of those that Jesus called were fishermen, and they would have understood this story. He said that the kingdom of heaven is like a, a man who throws out a dragnet and he collects all kinds of fish and he brings them in, good and bad. And then when he gets them to the shore, he sorts them out. He throws away the bad and keeps the good. Mm-hmm. But it, he, he emphasizes the fact that he draws all kinds, all kinds of people in. Mm-hmm. And although this is a parable about the judgment, the coming judgment, and how the gospel goes to all people, all people are called. Um, and only, you know, only those who really want to respond to God will actually end up being chosen. Mm-hmm. It, it also reflects who, who were ch- those who were cha- chosen or the characters of those who were chosen to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, perhaps there are some who were complaining about the type of people he'd chosen to be closest to him. You know, mm-hmm. in Matthew chapter 4, four of his closest disciples mentioned as being chosen were simply fishermen, you know, uh, Peter, Andrew, James and John yeah. with their father Zebedee 
Now, Zebedee wasn't called. He was left with the, the business after they left. But the four of them had a business together, a fishing business. And I don't know if anyone's been watching The Chosen. Um, the Chosen, if you want to know what that's like, it's a dramatised uh, re-representation a modern dramatization of the life of Jesus, and you'll see, you know, the the picture of these men. Now they're imagining what they would be like, of course. But mm. Peter, Andrew, brothers, James and John, brothers, and they were fishermen. Later, he also calls tax collectors. Mm-hmm. Now I say co- tax collectors because um, both Matthew and Zacchaeus were called. Now Zacchaeus wasn't; it didn't become part of the twelve, but he was still called to follow Jesus, and he responded. And and tax collectors were hated, mm-hmm. absolutely hated mm-hmm. by the Jews, uh, because the Romans thought it would be good to actually get people who were. Uh, Jews to collect the taxes from the Jews rather than the Romans collecting the taxes. And they thought it would be uh, more well-received, I suppose you could say, Tabitha. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be like me getting a non-politician to -hmm. collect my taxes. Now, if my neighbour came and said, it's time for you to collect your taxes in Australia, we probably wouldn't pay them. But (laughs) in Mm. some countries, they (laughs) respect their peers Mm. uh, more than they respect their government. And perhaps that's what the Romans had in mind here. Mm. So they got the Jews to collect the taxes, but it kind of backfired on those, those Jews because those Jews were hated. They were seen as being traitors. Uh, so they were really despised. And, and to add insult to pain uh, or insult to injury, what, what, what they would do was many of them became very wealthy, the tax collectors, because they wouldn't just collect what they were supposed to do. They would collect a little bit more mm. and uh, keep that for themselves. And so they, they, in that way they became very, very wealthy. Mm. So that was another reason why they were hated. So, you know, Jesus calls four fishermen mm-hmm. just Simple fishermen, all they knew how to do was fish, and they mm. did it well, but but fishermen, they, mm. they weren't considered very high in the social standing. Um, Matthew, uh, mm. he's a tax collector, mm. hated mm. by all the other Jews. He also calls a zealot. Now, a zealot was someone who was aggressively standing for the rights of Jews in their day. And often they would gather other people uh, around with them and they would rebel against the Romans. So zealots were really passionate people. We would call them extremists today. So Simon was a zealot. Mm. And and two of those fishermen, uh, James and John, became later known as the Sons of Thunder and most likely from their outspoken characters. You know, they were always speaking out. They always had something to say. At one point, James and John wanted to call down fire from heaven and burn a city up because they they rejected them, you know, Samaritan city. And Jesus said, you don't know what kind of spirits, Mm. you you know, you're you're, you're harboring by that Mm. kind of thinking. So he had to rebuke them. Mm. He even chooses a thief. Mm. He even chooses a thief. Yeah, a thief. Now, was if we were to build thief on the cross, no, no, this was um, this was uh, Judas, Judas Iscariot. Oh yes, he was a thief. He used to st- he looked after the money bag and he used to steal from it as well. Mm. So as if they didn't have enough troubles. Um, but if we were to build a company around four fishermen, a zealot, a tax collector, and a thief to make up half our company, mm-hmm. how well do you think we'd do today? Probably. Well. Not very well. No, not very well. I'm just wondering, David, are you saying that Jesus was calling anyone who was willing to follow him? 
Yeah, he did. He did. But for these specific 12, the specific 12, he chose these these men to follow him. Uh, he had a purpose for choosing them. But it doesn't seem like he was partial about who he chose. Mm-hmm. He, he, he chose someone who was well-to-do, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, he chose uh, people who were, you know, really had no social standing, fishermen. Mm-hmm. And so he, he even knowing the character of Judas mm-hmm. includes Judas in the 12. So there's no one too low to be part of God's ministry mm-hmm. and there's no one too high either. And, and I think that's a very important uh, lesson we can learn from the people, the type of people that Jesus chooses to follow him. Okay, so we're going to go for a break soon. Um, but before we do that, I just want to echo the questions that I've posed to our listeners today. Um, just basing, uh, judging from the passage talking about Jesus washing his disciples' feet, what do you think of the event? And uh, do you think Jesus was doing something special when he washed his disciples' feet? Um, and what do you think was the significance of the event? Um, and before we go for a break, I want to give out the code to today. We have two offers, so I'm going to give out the first the code to the first offer, which is ticket free tickets to Prophetica. We don't have many tickets left. Um, we were giving ten tickets, and some have been claimed. We only have a few left, so you may want to hurry up and text in the word um, Prophetica twenty one. That is. P R O P H E T I C A twenty one no space in between to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to get your free tickets to Prophetica, and we also have another offer. Uh, it's a book called The Power of Hope, uh, and we'll give you more information after the break. So for our next song, it's called The Cold by Matt and uh, Josie Minikas, and this is talking about um, Jesus qualifying the people who he called. Sometimes I think I have to be perfect for God to use me. I think I have to know it all, never stumble, never fall. I focus on all my inadequacies Instead of what Christ can do through me I forget to trust and I can't quite see That God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the call And He'll supply your every need When you choose to give Him all You can't be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies His called There is no one too young to serve No one too old No clay too hardened For our Father to He has a place designed for you that no one else can fill And He will give you what you need when you choose to do His will Cause God doesn't call the qualified, 
He qualifies the cold, and He'll supply your every need. We choose to give Him all. You can't be too big for God to use, but you'll never be too small. 'Cause God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies His called. So don't hinder God with what you say you can't do. Just be willing and ready to be used. Go where He leads with a heart that is willing. No telling what He'll do through you. 'Cause God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies the called. He'll supply your every need when you choose to give Him all. You can't be too big for God to use, but you'll never be too small. 'Cause God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies His called. No, God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies His. You're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM, and today we have David Maxwell. Um, and we, David is talking about his topic today is they were fishermen, and、uh, he's been sharing a lot about how Jesus was、uh, impartial in the people he chose.、Mm. Um, and right before we went for a break,、um, I promised of about today's offer, the power of hope.、Um, and right now, millions of people suffer from effects of anxiety, stress, and depression. Uh, and if this is your struggle, or if you know someone facing this challenge, change is possible. You don't have to remain stuck in the pain. And this book, The Power of Hope, will teach you how to experience a meaningful, successful life. Discover the answers that will lead you to a path of peace, restoration, and healing, and discover the power of hope.、Um, so, David.、Uh, so, before we go to The next break, I'll give you the codes to that、um, offer to、mm. claim the book, The Power of Hope. Well, what else do you have for us, David? Yeah, look, as we're discussing feelings of insignificance today,、uh, in this book by uh, Julian uh, Mel- Melgosa, he shares how to escape these precious,、uh, depressive feelings、um, or the guilty feelings and restore your hope. And 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 this must have been what the disciples felt as as they see that Jesus is calling them. Jesus cares about them. You know, just simple fishermen. They weren't disciples already of a of a great rabbi or. They weren't, you know, important in the synagogues. They they were just fishermen. They were just,、um, you know, simple people、uh, in in Judea in that time of、uh, of their lives. And it's it's it reminds me of、uh, another story that 
underlines our human thinking and how this kind of way, you know, the way Jesus responded by washing these people's feet. He was their master, creator, and he came and washed their feet, their, their filthy, dirty feet that someone, one of them probably should have done. It reminds me of a story by the, um, about a man by the name of uh, Fred Hollows. Many of you will know who Fred Hollows was. Mm-hmm. For the best part of Fred Hollows' working life, mm-hmm. Fred worked in his area of passion, um, restoring the eyesight of all who he could. Now, he he studied as a doctor when he was quite young, Mm. and he found that he had this passion for people's eyesight. He came across communities in Australia, uh, Aboriginal communities in Australia, where, where they shouldn't have been blind. There was simple and corrective surgery that could be done for them, and yet they were being um, neglected. Um, So he started this work of being an eye surgeon. He did some more study, and that that was his specialty. And so he worked in these remote communities, restoring the site uh, to people who really couldn't afford it, people who were uh, considered lower class citizens, although they weren't, but they were considered that way. Uh, They were Australians like the rest of us, and yet they weren't being treated like that. And then when he went overseas, he found uh, ways where he could um, get the things made that needed to be made for cataract surgery and a number of other different kind of corrective surgeries made very, very cheaply. And so he was able to provide sight one of the most basic things that we need to, you know, to live a good life. He was able to provide that for people in these countries or cultures that could ill afford it, and he was impartial as to who he saw. He, he basically has a motto that you might have seen on TV, if I see a thing that needs to be done and it can be done, I'll do it. You know, and that, that was a really, really good motto. He didn't care mm. what social standing people had. And so, you know, likewise, Jesus was impartial as to who he imparted the power of the Holy Spirit to, even though, like Fred Hollows, he knew the real heart condition of people. Unlike Fred Hollows, sorry, he knew the real heart condition of people. Fred Hollows couldn't judge that. He just saw the need and he fulfilled the need. But Jesus could see the heart. And so even those who weren't deserving, Jesus imparted it. And and I wanted to read uh, just a quick section in Mark. Mm-hmm. In Mark, there's this story about how Jesus sends out the twelve. Let me just briefly read it. It says, and he called the twelve. This is those twelve uh, disciples that I talked about before, the special twelve that he picked. And he began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. So I'm only going to read that verse because we don't have time to read it all. Mm-hmm. But here in this section... What we see is that Jesus gives special healing power to all 12 of his disciples. So the four fishermen, Mm -hmm. the uh, tax collector that everyone hated, the thief, (laughs) (laughs) the one who was going to later um, turn him in, Um, you know, Judas, betray him. He gives him the same power. Now, it doesn't say he gave 11 of them power. He says he Mm. gave all 12 the power. I'm going to talk more about um, Mm. what he did and how they treated him when he did this a little bit more next week. But but Mm. Judas himself seems to get the power to cast out demons. It says in verse 13 that they cast out demons, many Mm. demons, Mm -hmm. and anointed 
with oil many who were sick and he healed them. So these 12, can you imagine mm-hmm. someone who is not convinced about who Jesus was? And that that actually talks about more than just Judas. Many of them thought like this. And, and, and they were getting this power that Jesus had to cast out demons. They would say, in the name of Jesus, I suppose, you know, get out of this person, and, and the demon would leave, or they would pour some oil on them and, and put their hands on them and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed, and the person would be healed. And they came back in one of the other passages, it talks about how they came back and they were excited that they were able to do this. And Jesus said, be more excited that you're counted worthy for the kingdom. And I thought, wow, that's mm. that's a huge, a huge thing for Jesus to say. Mm. Jesus gives them all the power. And it's not something we would likely do. If we had this company, that of this fictitious company I was talking about before, and, and we knew that one of them was a thief and he was a poor performer, we would uh, performance manage, they call, performance manage him out of the company. Mm-hmm. We would say, you're not doing this, here's your task, okay, you'd fail on that, second strike, third strike, you're mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And we would get rid of them. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't invest in them, but Jesus invests in them. And and I learned a very, very important lesson about this as human. Mm. Um, when I got out of the Air Force in the late 80s, uh, and then I, I did a little bit of work in restaurants. I became a manager, and I was managing this uh, this restaurant, a particular restaurant in Western Australia. And there was a, a guy there who was working in the hot side. Now, it was a section where I started. That was where they cook all the food. Mm-hmm. And I started there, and I worked up into management. Now, this one particular guy, he just didn't do things the way I liked them. Mm. Now, I would do things coming from the military very, very strictly and clean very, very well. The end of the night... He wouldn't have it as clean as I would. Mm. And he wanted to move into another section, and I wouldn't let him. I I said, no, when he does the job he's been employed to do Mm. and does it well or properly, (laughs) as far as I considered, Mm. then we'll think about giving him a reward and moving him to another company, another part of the company. And and so I learned a very important thing. That was a bad way to manage, that he was actually very, very good in another role, and he didn't like the role he was in. So, So... it showed me that we need to sometimes give people another chance and see where they're good. So Jesus shows his great love for all, even Judas, in that he gives everyone the opportunity to be saved and have an active part in his ministry, and that's really, really important. Um, so, David, are you saying that even Judas healed the sick and cast out demons? Yeah, it would appear so. It would appear so. Mm. Um, This section says it sent them out two by two, but it Mm. would appear that even Judas was included with that. Mm. And coming back to that illustration before we go to a break, that woman who had an abusive husband Mm -hmm. um, who didn't treat her, you know, after that night, after that night, when all his friends left, he Mm. was broken. He was absolutely broken that he would treat her like that mm. and she would keep treating him well and he says, why do you do it? Mm. Why do you do it? Why do you treat me so well when I treat you so badly? Mm. And she said, well, I believe I'm going to a better place after this. You know, wow. I'm going to heaven mm. and I'm going to live in wonderful, wonderful place and, and have wonderful things for the rest of eternity. But this, because you won't choose God, this is all you're going to ever have. And so I want to make it as best as possible for you. Mm. And that broke him to the point where he became a Christian. And, and I think it's powerful. It's really powerful. Um, and I want to talk after the break a little bit more at Jesus' patience with mm. these people, the men and the women, when it was really, really trying. Mm. 
Indeed. Um, we are about to go for a break now, but before we go for a break, uh, we've had a response from Stephen, and uh, that's in regard to the questions about the act of Jesus wa- washing the, his disciples' feet. And Stephen is saying um, it has nothing to do with washing feet. It, it's about no... It's about no matter how good you are, you must be humble to even the least around you. Thank you, Stephen, for texting in. That is a very beautiful response. Mm. And I believe humility is a very, very important and strong virtue. Um, so this next song is called If We Are Honest by um, Francisca Battistelli.
listening to Tazi Encounters with David Maxwell. And just before we went for a break, I promised I was going to give you the code to the next offer, the second offer. Um, today we have two offers, and the first one is a free ticket to Prophetica. And the second one is a book called The Power of Hope. And this book um, is meant to encourage people who feel discouraged, um, people feeling um, anxious or they have depression. And this book will give you hope um, of, of the future. So the code to get this book is AMAZING10. And um, text the word AMAZING, A-M-A-Z-I-N-G-10, no space in between, to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to get that book to you. Um, we've got another interaction from Stephen. Stephen has mentioned some of the characteristics of the disciples of Jesus, and that is Peter, Judas, and Thomas. Uh, Peter denied Jesus at some point when Jesus was going to be crucified. Um, Judas, as we have seen um, from today's program, betrayed Jesus. And Thomas uh, and was not very believing. At some point, he doubted mm. Jesus. Mm. Um, so we just, uh, but Jesus still chose these people and he showed them love and he supported them. He didn't, he didn't give up on them. I'm just moving on to what we're talking about today, David. Um, mm. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Tabitha. Yeah, look, Jesus gave many demonstrations of his love when he was here, and, and through those things even Stephen has texted in, we see that the characteristics of those people are very similar to our characteristics sometimes. Mm. And we struggle with our humanity. They struggled with their humanity. They struggle with their humility. And that was something that Jesus was trying to teach them as he went along, and he gave them each the same opportunities even though he knew and this is where it's different from us even though jesus knew how they would eventually respond he gave them the same opportunities and that's different to the way we would act but mm. the more we draw closer to christ the, the more uh, as we struggle with our humanity humanity uh, we can help to understand a little bit more of jesus mission and as we look at these these some of these men i want to look at how jesus was patient to each so Jesus, firstly, to one of his disciples, Philip, <clears throat> he's patient with Philip. Now, I want you to just think about in John 14, Jesus is getting ready to go back. Uh, he's, going to, he's going to the cross, and then he knows he's going to die. He'll be resurrected. He'll go back to heaven. And he's going to leave these men here, these men and women. And so he's trying to comfort them and prepare them for what's about to happen. He's spent three and a half years with them. And I'm sure they're sensing some tension is rising. Jesus is starting to speak differently. Their religious leaders' interactions are getting a little bit more mm. tense or terse. And he begins to speak more plainly. Um, he starts to join the dots, if you like, between him and God the Father and Philip, not actually being one to speak, well, we don't have a record of him speaking up very often, essentially says, well, all right, we've seen so much, we've seen you do so much, we know that you're from God, just just do this one more thing for us and, and it will really wrap up what we know about God. Just show us God the Father. I'm sure Jesus shoulders must sink and he sighs and he responds to Philip, how can you ask me that? Mm. How can you ask me that? My father and I are the same. You know, if you've seen me, mm. you know what the father's like because we're both the same. Don't you get it? Don't yeah. you get it yet? Mm. 
And then Jesus goes on to explain that after he leaves, they're still not going to be alone. And I'm sure this must have troubled them, Mm. you know, because here Jesus is talking about going. But he says, I'm going to give you someone just the same, and he's going to continue on where I've left off. You're never going to be alone. And through through this unity in the Godhead, Mm. they're not going to be alone. They'll just be as close as they were before with him uh, through the Holy Spirit. And he explains a little bit about that. Then when I look at Peter, now, Peter's a card. He really is. He was outspoken, and Jesus continually tries to teach him patience, humility, and reliance on God. It was Peter was the one who demanded often to have the parables explained. Jesus would say something in a parable, Hmm. and Peter would go later. He would pull him aside and go, tell us what that meant. And it seems quite abrupt. It was Peter who suggested the impossible (laughs) To who who jumps out of the boat amidst a raging storm, not something any normal person, I think, would do. Mm. Uh, they would stay in the boat, but at Jesus' bidding, he jumps out of the boat and goes walking on the water for a little bit anyway. Mm. It was Peter who acknowledged that Jesus was God. He was the one that recognises that, even though many of them did. He was the one that said it. It was Peter who reaches out and cuts off the high priest's servant's ear uh, and then watches dumbfounded as Jesus doesn't go, right, get them all. Mm. You've got a sword, go for it. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll start the revolution. He simply picks up this guy's ear and he puts it back on and he didn't use super glue. He heals it right there and right then. It was Peter who boasted that he would rather die than deny his Lord, but it was Peter at the front ahead of the others who runs away and leaves Jesus to his fate. Mm. And yet Jesus calmly restores Peter to the head of the group just a few days later. We'll talk about that more next week. Mm. And then he washes their feet. You know, as as um, Stephen was saying, it was about humility. It was about humility. That's what this thing was all about. They arguing about who would be the greatest, but they didn't even provide a servant to do that simple task of washing feet. They were all too self-important and self-focused. And Jesus, the creator of the universe, who came down and became human, mm. bends down and washes their feet. And then he tells them, just like I've done it, you need to do it to each other. He even washes the feet of the very one who is going to betray him just a few hours later. Such is God's amazing love that even through our human faults and failings, Jesus, who stooped to our level and became less than a servant, less than a human, took our guilt so that one day we can be like him. He was impartial in his calling. He's the same today. Mm. He offered salvation to everyone. Mm -hmm. He still does today. Mm. He's patient with all of our faults and failings, their faults and failings, and he's still the same today. Mm. Indeed. Um, So Stephen did ask a very important question, but I don't think we have the time. I'll just say the question, and Mm. uh, maybe we can talk about it next time. So Stephen is asking, what's the difference um, between... Because the other disciples, like we talked of um, Thomas and Peter, they all mm. they also had faults. But why is Judas looked at as a greater sin compared to the rest? Yeah, that's a good question. How about I answer that next time for you? Okay, thank you. Um, so I just want to remind our listeners of the code to today's offer. Um, so the first offer, which is free tickets to Prophetica, the code is Prophetica 21. 21. Um, that is P R O. 
P-H-E-T-I-C-A-21. No space in between. Text card to 488 and we'll be able to send you a free ticket to Prophetica. I just want to say there's not many tickets left, so the faster you do that, the better. And also the second um, offer is the book of the power of hope. And the code is AMAZING10, A-M-A-Z-I-N-G-10. Um, no space in between. Text to 488 David, what do you have for us next week? Yeah, next week I'm still going to be continuing talking about God's amazing love expressed historically mm-hmm. and in the life of Jesus. And I'm going to look at three stories, Thief on the Cross, Jesus on the Cross, and the Restoration of Peter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and given what Stephen has said, I'm going to also reflect on the difference between that mm-hmm. and what happened with Judas. So stay tuned, come back next week and have a listen mm-hmm. to the talk entitled Gracious. Okay, and our next program with David Leo, that will be on Monday next week, Encounters with Jesus. David will be talking about the offensive play, and that will be coming out of Mark chapter 5. I hope you'll be joining us for that. Thank you for listening to us today. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your week, of your day, and I hope you have a lovely weekend. We are going out with this song called Known by Torrent World. inside me and you call me out to put me in you tell me I can start again and I don't need to keep on hiding I'm fully known and loved by you you won't let go no matter what I do and it's not one or the other It's hard truth and ridiculous grace to be known Fully known and loved by you I'm fully known and loved by you It's so like you to keep pursuing It's so like me to go astray truth, the kind of love that's bulletproof, and I surrender to your kindness, oh, I'm fully known, and loved by you, you won't let go, no matter what I do, and it's not one or the other, it's hard truth and ridiculous grace to be known, fully known. And loved by you, I'm fully known.